0: Clarity, connection, authenticity. I'm Alexa Ray, former mental health clinician turned life coach. I quit my full-time career because I was sick of working in a healthcare system where people were not getting the help they needed to actually shift and there were so many gaps present. I am shaking up the mental health game to help women reconnect to their authentic selves and rewrite their story from who they think they should be to who they want to be. In Authentically You, we'll be talking about all things that limit us from connecting to our authentic self. Trauma, self-worth, self-esteem, relationships, communication, addiction, self-compassion, body image, disordered eating, anxiety, challenging beliefs, all of these things. Bottom line is, I want this to help you feel seen, to help you feel safe, heard, and validated. welcome to authentically you today. It is me, myself, and I, and I had this, I mean, I work with my clients all the time on this, on this topic, but today, this morning I had a session with one of my clients and it prompted me to pop on and record this episode. And so we are going to be talking about our ego today a bit and i think there's so many situations and ways we can talk about our ego but essentially i was in the session with my client and this client has a background of trauma a background of this deeply rooted belief of i'm not good enough as i am i'm going to be hurt i'm going to be abandoned all of these things and so my client had this situation with her partner where they were out, um, in a social situation and her partner went as part of her job was mingling with all of the people and networking with people that she had to go network with. And, um, you know, in that, in that, in that moment, my client really had a big trauma response focused in and initiated by her ego. And what happened was, you know, during the mingling, she then had this fear of abandonment pop up that, oh, she's taking too long. Oh, she's out there. You know, I'm not good enough to be with her and she's going to hurt me. She's going to leave me all these things. So these popped up into her head. And really, when you think about it, And we talked about this with her is that it wasn't based off of that situation. It was based off of her trauma, which we are doing a lot of work on with her to heal from that so that she can shift the way that she's showing up. But right now what happens is this is her, this is her current pattern that she's lived with for years is that she, in that situation gets this beer of abandonment show up. And then her ego pops in and her ego, her ego tells her this message that you're not safe that you don't belong, that you're going to get hurt. And how can I keep you safe? And we're going to dig more into how and why the ego shows up like that. So in her situation, the ego pops in and says, you know what? Your partner's hurting you. You don't belong. You're not good enough. And so in that situation, she got up and she went and found her partner because she was sitting by herself for a while. And her partner said to her, Hey, do you want to join us? But, and you can hear the, the intonation, antonation, whatever that is in your voice, you know, the way that I'm saying it, you can hear that I'm saying it in an in inviting way. And we talked about this together. And she said, when I reflect back, I recognize that's what truly happened. But in that moment, that was not how her ego was trying to protect her. So when her partner said, hey, do you want to join us? She took it as, oh, oh, you want to join us? See how I shifted my voice there. So it was a different um, way. And so basically her ego is now distorted the truth that's happening because it's trying to protect her. And so when that she got the into, the invitation to join the group and join the social situation, she was already in a trauma response at that point, because when she was sitting at the table by herself, she had that fear of abandonment pop up and her ego saying, all right, I'm going to protect you. And so when she got the invitation, she distorted what actually happened in reality, and then she had a trauma response of fight. She had a fighting stress response where her ego was saying, I'm going to protect you at all costs. I'm not going to let you get hurt. And so what she ended up saying was a passive aggressive response and said, or I could just go sit on the beach by myself or something to that, to that extent. Right. And you can see in that situation where it's really a trauma response, and it's the ego that's popping in to keep you safe. And so, I, this really activated me into or motivated me to pop on here and talk about the ego because it's very interesting when we really learn about our ego. And so, let's sort of understand what the ego does, what this human ego that we all have does. It's basically a subconscious part of our brain and our mind that allows us to run on autopilot. It allows us to show up in these learned patterns that unconsciously just show up. And so when we think about my client situation, right? That was just an unconscious pattern that she's lived with for her whole life based off of the experiences that she's had. And she's in her late forties. And so what happens is many of us believe completely, like we had this full belief that the ego is constantly reacting to our own thought patterns as if they were truth. And so you can see in this situation, she's had this distortion in her cognition and she now believes that that is true. It doesn't matter what has happened because unconsciously her autopilot is telling her that the ego is all or nothing and it's keeping her safe. And so what the ego really is, it's this concept of who we are as an individual or who we believe we might be. And it gets developed mostly by the time we are seven years old. So from the day we are born until the time we turn seven, our ego and who we believe we are on this planet gets developed. And you're probably thinking, well, how does our ego get developed? And so when you think about your life from the age of zero to seven, this is why every individual is so different. And this is why so many people have different perspectives on the same situation, because every single person had a different experience from the time they were born to the time they were seven. Even if you think about twins, they, they both have different experiences. And so the ego is really created by things that we hear right about ourselves about other people about the world around us and that is what shapes us into who we believe we are by the time we're seven um and what happens is these messages that we hear from perhaps childhood figure parent figures perhaps you know teachers peers all of these things we internalize those messages and we truly make them believe uh, we believe that they are the truth and so when you think about your, your childhood from zero to seven, majority of the people have experienced trauma. Majority of the people have experienced deep pain, which then connects us, or sorry, not connects, the opposite of that, disconnects us from our authentic self, right? It disconnects us from who we want to be. And so the big thing with having a childhood parent figure is that their job is to guide you into who you want to be. It's not to place their beliefs on you. It's not to you know, make them fit into some mold that you think they should be or live out some unhealed trauma that your parent has and, and creating you into this perfectionist monster or whatever, right? It's about guiding that person. And what happens is most of us don't get that experience from ages zero to seven. And we don't have a parental figure that's allowing us to explore the world in the way that we want to explore it. And, and so when we get disconnected from our authentic self, this is when the ego will pop on, pop in and become active. And it, what it's trying to do is trying to protect us from painful experiences, right? It's trying to protect us from parts of ourselves that we really have a lot of shadows and darkness around. It's part of ourselves that we really haven't learned to accept or to love yet because we were taught to not do that. We were taught to not trust ourselves. We were taught to not you know, love and accept ourselves for who we are because we're trying to be shaped into something that we're not. And so the ego is always really hustling. It's working extra over time every single day to meet its main objective, which is to keep us safe. And by safe, this doesn't mean we're living a fulfilling authentic life. It simply means, We are staying in those predictable patterns that we've learned from zero to seven, um, you know, with inner childhood basically. And so safety for our ego means that you have to continue to live the way that you've been taught to live and the way that, and, and exist in the way that you believe you should be or who you should be in order to be safe. And so what happens is then we have this cynical thought of comparison, right? when we have this belief of who we think we should be, we then come up with these, well, I should do this. I should be this person. I'm I'm going to judge myself. If I'm not living up to that person, I think I should be based off of my ego that was developed by the time I was seven. And when you think about your life for a second. Let's stop here. And let's think about our life. By the time you're seven, how much more life do you have after that where you get to experience different things who shape you into who you are. And, and, And there's so much old science around that. I'm sure I've said this before, that shows us and makes us believe that our brain stops developing by 25. But that's not true, my friends. I am 35 at this point and I keep evolving every more and waking up to my consciousness every more each day. And I have clients who are 50 years old who are again evolving. It is possible. And I actually had one of my clients yesterday She's going through an intense time, but she said to me, you know, when we started working together, I never truly believed neuroplasticity was a real thing where I could actually keep changing my thought process and actually develop new neural pathways in my brain to shift the, to learn new patterns and to show up differently in my world. And she's like, now I realize that you were actually, you knew what you were talking about and it actually is possible. And here I am showing up differently than I was. And This is what I want to say is that we have all this shoulds, shoulds, shoulds on our life. We compare ourselves to other people. We judge ourselves. We judge other people because it keeps us in familiar behavior patterns. It keeps our ego fed, our ego monster, whatever it is, what you want to call it, right? It keeps that behavior pattern that we've learned from the time we were zero to seven alive in our lives. But what happens is when we become conscious, my friends, we can really start to recognize what the ego is what it's doing for us and how we can shift the messages and the patterns that are showing up within the world and i really like to think of my ego as this this really you know close intimate friend of mine who's just really misunderstood and that perhaps i can be a guide to to give them some intentional guidance to to shift how they're showing up in the world because a real friend is going to provide you that safety, and so that's the way I think about my ego. I don't think of my ego when it's popping up and it's telling me to. Um, sorry, I got distracted because I'm looking at my my office <laughs> window. There's a hydro person checking my meter. Um, anyway, so, you know, what happens is I don't think of my ego as this horrible, horrible, awful monster. That's trying to hurt me. I know it's there to protect me. I know it's trying to keep me in line, but it's also, you know, robbing me of experiences of evolution of connecting to my authentic self. And so what happens, I keep saying what happens. I've noticed that today, recognizing, it, it it this sort of when I'm talking about guiding our ego is what I'm trying to get back to, guiding our ego and that misunderstood friend of of what our ego really is, it's like becoming a really non-judgmental, neutral witness of our thoughts, of our physical sensations, of how emotions feel in our body, of our unconscious habitual reactions in life. And then, practicing consciousness and choice in how we respond, really learning to let go and unlearn those old patterns that we thought we should be living by, and then make a choice in how we respond and learn new patterns to move us into our future. And every time we make a conscious choice to go beyond our ego to say, hey ego, thank you for trying to protect me, but I am now capable of making new conscious choices, new authentic choices that serve me better, that allow me to be a loving adult that I am today. Because when we think of our ego, again, we don't want to be victim to our ego. We don't want to say to our ego, oh, you run the show and that's the way it is. And so many people live this way on this planet. So many people think, well, this is just the way it is. I even remember thinking like working in an organization This is one thing that drove me wild in working in corporate healthcare was, well, that's just the way we've done it for years. And that's basically saying the same thing to your ego. Well, this is the way it's been since I was a kid. So that's just the way it has to be. It's not true, folks. It's not true at all. Like you have the capacity. Every single person has the capacity to heal their wounds, to unlearn patterns and to learn new patterns. And the big thing is again, not being a victim to your ego, but recognizing your ego's role, recognizing what your ego is trying to do for it. And then waking up, you know, waking up is becoming aware of our ego's constant conversation and chit chat within our brains, right inside of our minds. And it's typically the ego that's comparing us. And and, and our ego is basically telling us why we aren't good enough or judging us for the behaviors that we're having. And we think about my client from the beginning, she felt a lot of shame around the fact that she became passive aggressive in response And she said the word bitchy, like I felt I was being really bitchy. And then my partner felt embarrassed in front of her colleagues because of the way I reacted. And so when we think about that situation, right, her ego was trying to protect her. her. Her ego was trying to show up for her. It's trying to keep you in that familiar cycle and that familiar pattern. But now as my client is waking up and becoming more connected to her authentic self, she's recognizing that it doesn't have to be that way. And this is what I said to her. I said, you are an incredible human being for the fact that you were aware that that was happening. You would have thought that your partner was the one to blame. And so that in itself is so incredible that you have the ability to recognize that. And then that is the first step, my friends, to becoming conscious to your patterns. That's the first step and reminding yourself that the ego is there to keep us safe, but it's not keeping us happy. It's not keeping us fulfilled. It's not keeping us or giving us the space to connect to our authentic selves or even be creative. It's, it's really muting our possibilities and our capacity in life. And when we are completely attached to our ego, essentially, meaning we're not conscious to it. We're really unaware of what's happening. We're really unable to make choices that, align with our true authenticity it it really disconnects us from who we are supposed to be and who we actually want to be I guess is another better way to say it like not who we should be but who we actually want to be which is a tough thing for sometimes people to recognize like well who is it that I actually want to be who is my authentic self and that's the work that I do with women is that I'm like let's figure out who you are so you can stop living this life on autopilot and actually wake up because I I've woken up friends. And it's a fun time when you wake up, you know, it's a lot more colorful out there than, than living on mute and living on in black and white. Um, and, and, and again, when we become conscious to the ego, we can witness the stories that it's telling us. We can witness everything we experience like a narrative to a movie. And this is what she's experiencing. My client is that oh, this happened. And now I'm aware that this happened. And so now I can wake up and start to shift those things because usually those narratives that we give our brain on autopilot are based on fear, right? We're based, we're basing it all on fear. And my client, again, based it on the fear that she's going to be abandoned or hurt because that's what she was taught when she was a young child. And those narratives are just stories, my friend right? They're not necessarily truths. All of our thoughts that we have, when we believe that all of the thoughts we have are facts, it can hurt us. It can limit us in our lives. And we have to recognize that not all of our thoughts are truth, not at all. And consciousness also allows us to make choices beyond our ego. And this is again, what I talked about earlier is that when we are recognizing what are, how our ego is showing up, how our ego is trying to protect us, we then make space to create different choices for ourselves. And so I want to really leave you with this thought is that true power is consistent with the choice to see your ego, see what it's trying to do and evolve past it because we are not the ego. We are not our thoughts. We are beings that have the conscious awareness And the capability to live life based off of choices that serve our authenticity, that serve our greatest good, and they serve the greatest good of the collective of the world as well. We all have the space to do this. And I think, if anything, from this conversation is to recognize your ego, like I said, as a misunderstood friend who needs some support and some guidance, or maybe as a child Maybe as a child who's having what we would call as parents, temper tantrums, which I don't like to call them that because it's not, it's actually, I'm trying to get my needs met. That's another conversation. So I'll stop there, but essentially, you know, our ego is sensitive. It gets scared easily. It gets uncomfortable with change, just like any person does. And the more that we accept this, the more that we're able to see the ego for what it is give it some love and say like, thank you for trying to protect me, but I've got this now. I've got this. And this is going to increase your ability to feel authentically connected to yourself as well as our ability to love other human beings. And so I hope this was a helpful podcast. If you want to chat more about ego or you're ready to do some healing work on What am I trying to say? Trauma, you know, unhealed wounds, all of those things. Please reach out. Let's have a chit chat about it because you are worthy. You are allowed to evolve and you have the capability to do so. Peace out, my friends. Hello, lovely human, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Authentically You. It truly, it means a lot to have you here listening, and I hope you really took something away from this episode. If you are ever looking for more, check me out on Instagram. I am posting inspirational stuff there all the time, and if you ever want to dig deeper, please reach out to me as well, and let's have a chat about you doing some deeper one-on-one healing, because let me tell you, that is when the true magic happens.